Blog Talk Radio. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, and we um, were experiencing a bit of technical difficulties with the uh, with the Skype system here, and I wound up playing some commercials way ahead of time. But nevertheless, here we are back for another <laughs> another evening of Blog Talk Radio with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Let's get started. Today's date is... November 20th, 2013. Thanksgiving's just around the corner. Thanksgiving is next week. The party is it it's next week. The part the party's <laughs> the party's going to start. And we'll officially kick off the Christmas season. Not the holiday season, mind you, but the Christmas season. And a lot of companies are now getting back on the Christmas bandwagon, which we're very happy about. It seems that the war on Christmas is being 
won by those of us who love Christmas. You remember back when we were kids, not so long ago, when we would say, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Thanksgiving. Now it's Happy Holidays because we don't want to offend anyone, right? We don't want to offend anyone with that uh, that whole Merry Christmas thing. So let's get right down to it. We've got the President of the United States saying that the website is the fault now of Republicans, that it's not his fault. It's the fault of Republicans. Mary is saying that she can't get sound on on any show. Well, um, the blog talk is um, – we're, we're hosting this radio show on blogtalkradio.com for those of you who do not know. Now, Blog Talk Radio, uh, the, the site, uh, the infrastructure is evolving, and they are upgrading their systems uh, daily. And it's all for the better, but somehow that tends to get in the way of blog talk radio shows, which is really what blog talk is all about, the radio shows themselves. This, sometimes there's trouble with, with the Skype connection or, or something of that sort, and commercials will play inadvertently. Like, for example, I have, um, I have a couple of web pages up here. A couple of web pages with information that I'd like to, uh, you know, depart uh, or, or inform my my listeners with. And every once in a while, on these web pages, a commercial will play. For example, right now I am struggling to hold down a serve a commercial, the 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 American Express serve commercial, by pressing the um, the mute button here so that commercial doesn't play. But often now with web pages. You pull up a web page and you're inundated with ads, advertisements. And it used to be that the advertisements were, um, you know, there there were pictures and and verbiage. Now there's audio, there's video, and oftentimes there's both audio and video. I know that right now I have three different web pages up at the same time with three different sites. I've got Breitbart here, Breitbart.com, and I've got uh, Blog Talk Radio up here, and then I've got another page up here with KWG.com and uh, in Portland, from Portland, Oregon. And commercials are constantly playing, constantly. So here we go. So let's get this started right here and now. We've got the President of the United States blaming Fox News for the problems with a website. It's not and, and 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 he's blaming Fox News for putting out misinformation. Yeah, it's 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 troubling to say the least. That the president of the United States is doing these things, but hey, you know what? He's not the one, he's not one to take responsibility, is he? And we've all known that. He's not going to take. It's not his fault. It simply is not his fault. Let's take a listen. After this commercial. So here we go. The president of the United States said that even if you didn't vote for him, you will sign up for for his plan. But the problem is the the website doesn't work. So once again, the president of the United States is blaming Fox News and anybody else who has anything even remotely discouraging to say about 
the website and the Affordable Care Act. It's not his fault. So during Thursday's speech, pitching a health care plan that seems to grow even more popular, even more unpopular every time he pitches it, the President of the United States tore into Fox News by all but accusing them of lying about the increased cost of health care under Obamacare. The President is lying through admission. The argument that health care costs aren't as high as the worst nightmare scenarios predicted, does not mean costs are going down, even though that is what Obama's trying to hustle people into believing. The fact is that while pushing his health care plan, Obama promised premiums would go down for a family of four by at least 2400 per year. The reality, however, is that the cost will increase by almost two times that amount, and we've seen that. We, we've seen that occur. So far, so good, right? For example, while Obama uh, pointed to a reduction in premiums in New York State, state officials in Ohio say the average premium proposal uh, for individual coverage next year is up 88% from this year's average price as reported by the Society of uh, Actuaries. In Maryland, case, uh, Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield proposed a 25% increase in premiums next year after first seeking a 50% increase. Final rates haven't been determined on, by, in either state just yet. We've got a serious problem here, and here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Government is involved. Think of all the people who said this is a good thing, that the United States government is finally going to take care of the people by providing health care and health care choices, as if we did not have these choices already. Yes, we have choices. But every time the government gets involved in these things, it ends up becoming a big mess. But for some reason or another, Americans just don't get the point. But now, now that it's actually costing, Obama says, don't listen to Fox News. Go to the website. See for yourself. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the people who, who, uh, who, who, who are down on his administration. Well, okay, not so fast. Not so fast, says the Washington woman, and Obama hails as an Affordable Care Act success story. You all know about it. You've read about it. You've read about it in the news. You've had to. A Washington State woman who has hailed, who, who was hailed as the, uh, an Affordable Care Act success story by President Obama in one of his speeches. Uh, she, he read her, her letter, and I almost, thought I, I almost thought I saw a tear. I almost, I almost thought he was going to weep. Uh, says that she finally... That she repeatedly, she's repeatedly frustrated with the sign-up process since he called her out. She's putting a lot of blame on Washington State's health care exchange, but not the White House. Jessica Sanford's story first went public on October 21st when President Obama read a letter from her during his Rose Garden speech. CNN reports that Sanford, a self-employed 48-year-old single mother with a teenage son, who has HD, ADHD, uh, said that she was happy when she thought she was purchasing affordable care insurance in Washington State's health exchange. But after Obama's speech, Sanford said that she started receiving letters from the exchange about miscalculations. Her projected monthly premiums jumped from $198 to $390. She was also told she'd be ineligible for federal for federal tax credit. This is it. I'm not getting insurance, Sanford said. That's where it stands right now unless they fix it. Sanford says she blames Washington State's health exchange or uh, for mixed signals, not the White House. She says she supports the Affordable Care Act, and she feels sorry that Obama mentioned her in his speech. Well, here's the thing. How do you think it would have worked out for this lady? This fine woman, if the federal government, i.e. the Obama administration, had not gotten involved in the first place, 
Do you think this woman would have been left out in the cold? Do you think that perhaps she would have still fallen through the cracks? It's it's possible. Yeah, it's possible that she still would have. But now things are even more and more and more and more confused. And this president has 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 just social engineering. Social engineering. That's what we got here. We've got a president of the United States who wants to fundamentally transform the United States, and he is doing it into a laughing stock, a mockery. Holger's in the house. Evil clown. Billy's here. Alexander Solo's in the chat room. Glad to have you guys. So let's get let's talk about it. Barack Obama swept into office on a tide of giddy enthusiasm. Folks were calling him Jesus, for Christ's sake, comparing him to Jesus and Abraham Lincoln and FDR. Some all at the same time. His hope and change was a pledge to reverse era policies, including socialism for the rich, adventurism in the Middle East, and attacks on civil liberties. He announced his intention to serve as a transformational leader, invoking Abraham Lincoln, FB, FDR, and even my main man and yours, Ronald Reagan. Despite the frigid temperatures, people poured into Washington to hear his inaugural speech, waiting to be part of a remarkable passage. Not only the first black president in the history of this great nation, but a transformational figure, a leader, a man above petty politics, a man who was going to get us right back on track after eight horrible years of President George George Bush. It wasn't simply that Obama was the first black president, though, but also that economic devastation of the financial crisis opened up a, an historic opportunity to remake the social contract. And boy, did he ever do that. The call-in number is 347-884-8500 if you want to get in here. He wanted to punish the reckless and greedy, no matter how lofty, and to build new foundations and safeguards for ordinary citizens. Obama, with his youthful vigor, his technocratic command of policy details, but we never heard any policy details. It was all so general, hope and change. His no-drama steadiness, his mastery of oratory, seemed uniquely suited to this time of need that we had back in 2008. His personal history of repeatedly breaking new ground fed optimism that he could do. He could do so for this nation. A great many things, but no. He has been the most divisive, most polarizing president in our nation's history. Not even my main man and yours, Abraham Lincoln, was so polarizing, and he divided a whole nation and presided over a civil war. Now, I can't say that Obama is hated or was hated the way Lincoln was by both sides, the North and the South. But Obama has failed to bring this great nation together, and so far his second term as his first is a disaster. So we elected someone that we know so very little about. And we've just got a big mess on our hands. You've got some familiar faces back in the chat room today. We've got Cool Mike. He's back in here. Do I digress? I mean, we, we have a president whose pattern of grand promises producing at best in name only and at worst outright bait and switch tactics. 
which was well established in his 2008 campaign. Some close observers pointed out that his past his past history, for instance, mis- misleading accounts of his years in New York, his record of fronting for finance and real estate interest in Chicago, his promise of bringing a statewide health care program to Illinois, which in the end was walked back to a mere study. And there were more decisive tells in 2008, the high level of Wall Street funding for his pe- campaign, the inclusion of neoliberal Chicago boys in his economic team, his reversal of FISA after promising to filibuster it. Obama didn't make compromises necessary to lead effectively, a la George Bush and certainly Bill Clinton. He entered office with majorities in both houses and the country eager for a new direction. He was repudiated for his lack of compromise. And every single pledge he made led to absolutely nothing. So let me ask you. Is Barack Obama the great deceiver? Is there a reason why the miniseries documentary of the Bible where Lucifer is a a dead rock image of Barack Hussein Obama? I'm not saying he's the Antichrist. We'll save that for some other show. But seriously, I mean, presidents lie. Presidents lie. We know that. It's no big secret. None of us are naive enough to think that the president of the United States will not lie. Every single one. Perhaps I I would – it's hard for me to consider that George Washington was a liar. You know, because he seemed like the kind of leader that just didn't give a damn. If you, if you, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll tell it like it is and let the chips fall where they may. There's no need to lie because he, he didn't care whether you believed him or not. Lying is for people you want to persuade. I don't believe George Washington felt he needed to persuade anybody. Either that was the way it is or was and that was, or, or wasn't going to be – that was it. You're done. And that's the kind of leader we really need, right? Yes, of course. So here we have, though, a president who outright lies and deceives and does not care. His second term is in shambles right now, and he's, he, he, he's, like, he's like a drowning man, except – Instead of looking for something to hold on to, to get out of the to, to get out of the water, he's blaming Republicans. How do you blame conservatives, Republicans, the House and the Senate for a website that crapped out? How do you do that? How do you get away with something like that? You have to have balls as big as church bells to stand up on a podium. And give a speech, or sit down with a with a with a with a uh, with an interviewer, and blame one side of the house because your website crapped out. How, it just isn't done. How is it done? How do you do that with a straight face? If I sat there with an interviewer and tried to blame somebody else, I start to break out into a sweat. I mean. You've got to be damn shameless. And we talked about this yesterday on yesterday's broadcast. Where have all the men gone? Where have all the men gone? Remember when a man would take responsibility, right or wrong, back in the 40s and the 50s? When men took responsibility, even when it wasn't their fault. 
my dad taught me. I was in charge of my four brothers and sisters. If they did anything wrong, they were not blamed. They did not get in trouble. It was me because I was in charge of them when my parents were away. If they wrecked the house and chowed down on everything in the refrigerator and my parents came home to a mess, they didn't look to Rico, Tally, Tammy, and Deneen. No, they looked to me. I was in charge. And that one time where I said it wasn't my fault, I paid for it. Ever since then, I'm in charge. I'm running this show. It goes down, it goes down because I was running the show. But what happened? Is it the lack of a strong father figure in the household? Uh, Barack Obama didn't really have a, a dad, except that Frank Marshall Davis dude. What happened to the man who does not take responsibility and outright blatantly blames someone else? Early on in his administration, he blamed the weather and anything else he could get his hands on, including George Bush, like so many different times. Cool Mike writes in the room, President Obama spends more money than the last 10 presidents altogether. But hey, you know what? He's a lame duck president right now. He's he, he's right now right now he's more concerned about his legacy. But he's basically going down as the worst president in history and Jimmy Carter's probably sleeping like a baby tonight. We're going to take a short break and we'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The Sit Rep with Doc Jones. He has a unique perspective. But but I happen to view the jobless numbers when they come out every Thursday at 8.30 on Fox News for Aaron Balance as a good thing. Is he crazy? When the jobless numbers come out and they're bad, I'm happy. what? I'm happy. I'm happy. Because that just gets President Obama that much closer to the door. And heading back to Chicago or wherever the hell he's from. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know what? I have no shame about it. I have no shame about it. None. None. The Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones. Weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. What's crack-a-lackin', my peoples? What's crack-a-lackin', my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It, and that's how we do it, live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack-a-lacking? What's crack-a-lacking? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lacking. G-Ski, what's the crack-a-lacking, baby? What's cracking? Well, as cracking, man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's cracking? G-Ski, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lacking, Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking? What's crack-a-lacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crack-a-lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lackin' and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on Bob still ring Making spirits bright Oh, what fun 
It's almost that time, folks. It's almost that time. So let's get ready. Now, there's been some debate in my circles about when the best time is to put up the Christmas tree. Now, traditionally in my household, it's the day after Thanksgiving. That's how it's always been since I was a kid. Some folks say sometime in December. I say the day after Thanksgiving. One wonders what you might think about that. But while we contemplate that dilemma, let's talk about the presidential approval ratings. They have dropped to the lowest in his presidency as of today. They were released Wednesday, November 20th at 7 a.m. this morning. President Barack Obama's drop approval rating has plunged to the lowest of his presidency, 37%. Didn't he come into office just a few short years ago with like a 70-some-odd percentage rate? Does this mean that the country, that this country is finally catching on to this dude and have had enough? Is it, is, is it, has it come to the point where we've now decided, dude, you're, you're buck naked. You're the emperor with no clothes, and now we see that your narrow ass is butt naked. You're the guy behind the curtain. You're the Wizard of Oz. You're busted. We caught you. You're done. We don't dig you anymore. Not only has the rest of the globe turned on Mr. Obama, but now the American people themselves have turned on him as well. The lying... You know... I tend to think, you know, I've developed a, 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 a way of thinking that, you know, when you, when you lie, and you lie to someone who knows you're lying, and you still lie to them, that's the ultimate form of disrespect. It's the ultimate form, in my opinion, it's the ultimate form of disrespect when you lie to me outright to my face, and you you know for certain that I know you're lying. And that's what's happened with this president, and it happened to Bill Clinton, and it happened it happened with, with, with George Bush Sr. I mean, when George Bush Sr. Senior told the American people, read my lips, no new taxes, history has credited that, mis, that, that, that lie with his downfall. Imagine November of 2012, Obama saying that if you like your – no, October of 2012, Obama saying if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. And then early November, two days before the election, you find out he was lying. He was done. But somehow they kept it under wraps. But it's not saving the guy. I mean, he's down from 46% in October, a nine-point drop in just a month. Mr. Obama's disapproval rating is 57%, the highest level for this president in CBS's news poll. So, uh, March 2012, approval 41%, disapproval 47%. February 2013. 52% approved, 38% disapproved. Three, 2013, 45% approved, 46% disapproved. All right, we're getting closer. Nine, 2013, 43% approved, 49% disapproved. The next month, 46% 46% approve, 49 disapprove, and right now to this very day, 37% approve and 57% disapprove. Hit my ring against the table. And it's a rocky beginning to the opening of the new health insurance exchanges. They've also taken their toll on this man. When you lie your ass off and put your faith in the federal government's ability 
to deliver a website. Do you hear me? A website. And they can't even do that. They've run Amtrak for the last 20, almost 30 years, and Amtrak has never, ever, ever made a profit. Not once. They run the post office continually in the red for the last 15 years. Needs its own bailout. They're running the United States military into the ground. The only thing that the government's ever done that they were actually good at. Now he's running that into the ground. It's all so politically correct. Warriors are leaving in droves. They can't even keep fighter pilots anymore. The Air Force, the Navy, the Marine Corps, they're leaving in droves. They can't keep the guys. March of 2010, 32% of the American people polled, disapproved, approved of the health care law. 53 disapproved. The numbers go on from there. 47% disapproved. 54% disapproved. 51% disapproved. 51. Now it's 61% of the American people who have been polled disapproved. Republicans are unanimous in their disapproval of the law. And you know what? Democrats were so counting on the upcoming elections to possibly take back the House. Do you think it's going to happen? They're done. They're not going to be able to – they're not going to do it. It just isn't going to happen. This guy's in trouble. But you know what? Here's the thing. When he's in trouble – It's because we're in trouble. It's because he has so mismanaged his job that we're suffering for it, the American people, and now we're just – we're done with him. And he's trying to spin his way out of it, bless his heart, but he can't do it. And you know I've had some friends of mine try to defend him. The Affordable Care Act, they say, is a good thing. They say it's great because, you know, uh, Medicare and Medicaid, they work fine. They were great programs. And, of course, when I point out that Medicaid and Medicare are going bankrupt, and they'll probably cease to exist in the next 10 to 15 years, 20 tops, they really don't have anything to say because, of course, they don't have any facts to back it up, to back – I mean to, to refute what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say about this. I mean, every radio show host, uh, terrestrial, you know, mainstream blog talk host, have touched on this subject. We're we're, we're in a mess. We're, we're in a serious mess, be all due to social engineering, and don't think for a moment. That don't tell repeal is all going to work out just fine, and it's going to be great for the military because now gays can serve openly. Don't think that that's not going to backfire either. It's just taking a little bit longer. It's just taking a little bit longer. Yeah, gone are the days when homosexuals were at the very least frowned upon in the military. And yes, at some point we'll get to the point where we don't care, I guess. Some have likened the the evolution to that of when uh, blacks were um, uh, sharing barracks with with, with white folks when, when that whole thing first started. And of course, my corps, the Marine Corps, was the last to integrate. But some are saying that, no, the the situations are very similar. But I don't know. This president, this administration has a way of screwing things up and making everything so much worse.
So there's a second wave of healthcare cancellations looming. Mary types in the chat room that when you no longer care, it means that you've given up. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. So, oh, and by the way, we have a Fox exclusive exclusive on the Fox Nation. Email shows White House had fear website wouldn't work one week before October 1st. Listen to me good. Here and now, this is the United States federal government, all-powerful, the most powerful country on the face of this earth, the most powerful government. Can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Just plain dumb when it comes to stuff like this. The federal government, no matter how much Obama tries, is not, was not, is not built to do business. It's just not going to happen. How many of you remember back in the mid-80s, the Pentagon scandal, when the Pentagon was buying toilet seats and hammers at $700 and $300 a pop, and contractors were getting filthy rich selling just a few hammers to the federal government. Remember that? For those of you who are too young to remember that, please do look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? The federal government is completely inept to handle this business. 84% of Democrats want Obamacare changed or repealed. And you know what? I'm going to be the first to say this. I'm going to, I'm going to call myself out. On Blog Talk Radio, the day after Justice Roberts upheld the individual mandate and Obamacare in general, all of Blog Talk Radio and everywhere else were saying that Roberts was a sellout, that Roberts was in the tank for the Obama administration, Roberts should resign, blah, blah, blah. And it was me. A lone voice in the wilderness who said that, you know what? Roberts is teeing it up for us. There's a method to his madness. He's teeing it up for us big time. He's he's setting up the bowling pins for us to knock him over. Roberts is no fool. He knows that the federal government is going to screw this up. He knew that. And he knew that there'd be a voter backlash. He pretty much set Obama up to fail. He set the Democrats up to fail. It was Machiavellian in nature, brilliant. Who doesn't agree? Now, who does not agree that Justice Roberts teed it up big time? And all we got to do is knock it out of the park. He knew. He knew what I know, what I knew that the federal government is woefully inadequate to handle something one-sixth of the economy. And Obama is such an idiot, he, he could, he'd never figure it out because he's, he's completely and utterly inept. He believes that there's nothing he can't do. He's got the keys to the federal car and he's rolling. Doesn't have any clue where the hell he's going. A fascinating number in Wednesday's CBS poll. Only 7% of the American public want Obamacare kept in place. A full 93% either believe that changes are needed to the law, 48%, or want a full repeal, 43%. This pits the President Obama with Democrat lawmakers. It's either right for a repeal or a replacement of what's there. And it's got to happen soon before the Democrats go to the polls because they're going to get wiped out. 
We're talking senators. We're talking, we're talking congressmen. We're talking state house folks. Anybody who has anything at all to do with the Affordable Care Act is going to be minus a job. No doubt. No diggity, no doubt. And Obama's just arrogant enough not to fire Sebelius and, and try to stem the bleeding. Nobody's lost their job for anything that Obama screwed up or his administration. And everybody's still in place. And Obama tried to, tried to apologize and say it wasn't the congressman from your home district. It wasn't his fault. It was me, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. They voted. They voted for it. And they should have known better. We're going to take one more break, and then we'll come right back, and we'll finish out the show. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Good afternoon and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. As always, Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheeky Rock. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheeky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4 Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GDT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknight at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself with the situation report. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. (laughs) And catch the Situation Report weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean... Tell your friends. with the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We're in a mess. I'm waiting for that cancellation letter from United Healthcare. I'm waiting. Every day I check the mail. I'm hoping I don't get one. I'm 51 years old. I'm an old man. I need to see the doctor. 
I need my proctologist and all that other stuff. And I don't want to pay. If I have to pay extra, I'm going to, if I have to pay more than I'm paying now, I'm not going to be a happy man. And I'm going to let you all know if I get that letter. But let's switch topics for a moment. We've got about eight minutes left. President Obama's at it again, folks. Outrage. Outrage is the word of the day. It was indeed, I posted it on my Facebook page, the word of the day is indeed. But the word of the day tomorrow is going to be outrage. Outrage. Over Obama's omitting under God from the Gettysburg Address. Once again, the President of the United States is playing his silly little politically correct games. How could you do that? How do you not include under God in the Gettysburg Address? How do you not? How do you? How do? What? The dude should be impeached just for that. You know, never mind his botching every single thing he's done in office, but omitting under God from the Gettysburg Address? You heard me right. Some Americans like Brian Fisher, a conservative Christian leader, says Obama's omission of under God is more evidence of its anti-Christian bigotry. He honors Islam but disrespects Christianity how is this guy even still in office? How did he get reelected? You got to be kidding me. America must be damn desperate to have this clown as our president. We have sunk to the bottom of the evolutionary barrel with this guy. Now, I just got this news five minutes ago while the promos were playing. When Lincoln gave the speech overlooking the battlefield and the cemetery being dedicated to the fallen soldiers at Gettysburg, he promised that, and I quote, this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, end quote. The version of the speech that contains these words is inscribed at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., it was this same version recited in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania on Tuesday that Im impelled thousands to travel from across the nation and the world to hear. Obama was already under fire for shunning the 150th anniversary celebration of the occasion at Gettysburg. The trip is about 20 minutes helicopter flight from the, flight from the White House. What was the fool doing? What was that fool doing that he couldn't get on that helicopter and fly over there and do his proper duty? That's what we're paying him for. Do your job. But nope, he was probably taking a nap, playing a little basketball, maybe golfing. Or as Michelle says, he's got swag, he sings all the time. I don't know what the hell that means. But he was defended by uh, uh, Jay Carney, Obama's White House press secretary. Carney maneuvered by chiming, he read the version of the address that Ken's, Ken Burns provided. Carney added that Burns is a noted Civil War scholar. Yeah, it's noted that Ken Burns is also well known, a well-known left-leaning proselytizer. And his documentaries are populated by the most liberal celebrities that Hollywood has to offer, often called upon for his projects by our Morgan Freeman, Tom Hanks, Samuel L. Jackson, Gwyneth Paltrow, and other leftist celebrities. However, I myself have done business with Ken Burns, and I can tell you right here and now that even if Ken Burns believed in Satan himself – even if he did not believe in God, even if he was a, 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 a outright atheist, Ken Burns is all about history. Ken Burns is about historical accuracy. 
no matter what you might say about Ken Burns' political leanings, he is not going to throw his political leanings into the job that he's doing. Because it simply wouldn't be politically accurate, and that's what he's all about. So I find it very difficult to believe that Ken Burns would send a copy of the Gettysburg Address to President Obama to read for one of Ken Burns' projects and omit something so important. Because quite frankly, folks, a lot of us have uh, Ken Burns' uh, Civil War. We've got it on our shelves. We've got, the, we've got the DVDs. We've got the videos. You can watch it on the History Channel or Discovery. And when Lincoln's narrator are they're narrating his words, reading his, his text for the Gettysburg Address, it says, under God in it. Every single one. So, Jay Carney attempt to throw Ken Burns under the, under the bus is a bunch of crap. Okay? I can honestly say that I have met Ken Burns and I've worked with him on some projects and he would not do that. Nice try, Carney. And besides that, Obama should be man enough and Christian enough to say, hey, where's the under God reference here? I'm not going to do this unless under God's in here. Do you think George W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, or even Bill Clinton would have read 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 the text without under God in it? Even Bill Clinton. I'm starting to like Clinton even more. More and more these days, folks. I don't know why. Well, we're just about done. The show's just about over. We're going to come back and finish this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be back tomorrow. Because this... <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Holder's in the house. Heather. Wow. Golf Dog. Alexander Solo. Evil Clown. The Binary Prince. Hey, uh, um, so many great folks came into the chat room. Uh, the Binary Prince, the... Prime Directive, love that guy. Um, you guys, uh, you, there's so many things you could be doing at this hour, and you chose to come in to listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. I want to thank you. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk some more. God bless you, and God bless the United States Marine Corps. We're out. Oh, and the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs>